comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. What is going on with you two? Come on, boil out this again. You gotta admit there's a spark. How many times do I have to say it? She's like a sister. That's what Luke said about Leia. Hey, Luke didn't know. No one knew. Yeah, this is episode 363. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Tonight's episode, A House Divided. That's why I hate it when we have guests in the studio. I mean, it just stinks. I mean, hi, Russ. Good I think that's you. all the but. animals. I think that's all the animals in the house. Or the beer. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to a half hour wasted. We got Good a little. Uh, we got a little video recording going on right now, right. and I'll post this. What's wrong with your bill? It's a camera. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Uh, we'll put this up on the Facebook. Uh, we got smile. Russell in the house. Welcome, Russell, Russell. Welcome to the welcome to uh, studio. It's H-A-W the Wubulous World. It's the Wubulous World. Of we half are going to talk about. Uh, hang on, let's let's get these other two guys in here. Uh, Jim Dietz. Hello, Johnny M. Hello. All right, we got two of the uh, of Russell's uh, podcasting. We're all podcasting brothers, but two of the uh, of uh, Russell Latham's co-hosts on the Long Box of Doom. Jim and I are getting screwed because you guys are in Texas and we're back here on the East Coast waiting for the next snowstorm, which is probably <laughs> yeah. is going to happen for soon? Jim. It's probably about twenty-four hours away. For me, it's probably about thirty-six. So how uh, how is it dealing with snow for uh, five months a year? I don't envy you. I'm about to, I'm about to launch my new grunge band, Bipolar Vortex. <laughs> oh, um, like that. Yeah, hey, it's, uh, there's been a lot of wood chop. I'm, I'm sorry. Is that funny? Story. Are you are you stand-up comic? Is that what you do now? <laughs> you know, the um, uh, I hate to say this to you guys, but here in Dallas is going to be a balmy 80 degrees. Today? Yes. Ooh. I am wearing shorts, cargo shorts. Hey, I would recommend mini really, pockets. really quickly here in the studio that you all stop breathing for about the next five minutes or so. You might want to turn that fan on. <laughs> you might want to turn that fan on. Oh, man. Seriously. <laughs> I would never pass gas in front I, of you guys. That, Ever. That's a lie. <laughs> We're going to get struck by lightning. Russell. John, there are advantages to us being not there in the room with us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because everybody enjoys their own brand. <laughs> um, Bill, does that have a faster speed? Yeah, right we, can, we can make that thing basically suck the table off the I ground. I am very, yeah. very sorry about that. Keeping it classy. Keep it classy. It smells, oh, my God. It looks like the inside of a fake leg. <laughs> okay. It's like, a, it's like a dirty diaper full of Indian food. <laughs> Oh, I no think fish. he just cleared Bill's sinuses, though. Man. <laughs> Good Re- look, Russell's turning yeah, red, and I can't I, tell I if wish... that's from the fart oh, or from the laughter. That is, that is the most bitter irony that now my nostrils decide to open up and accept uh, input. I, 
My apologies. I look at Russell. He can't even breathe. I can Is see a laughing? hole forming in the ozone layer <laughs> yeah. right now. I know. I'm getting sunburned. <laughs> okay. All right. Russell, why are you here? Let tell tell everybody. Let's let's rain, better it, let's rain it. Let's rain it back be in. Nice. Okay. Him. Let's rain it back in and try to get. He can come up let's here anytime he wants. He doesn't need permission. John doesn't have a lot of time and he's high maintenance. So let's get going here. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Beavis and Butthead show. Yes, yes, yes. So I had the crazy uh, idea a while back of it's getting close to Oscar time. I thought, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what what are some of our favorite movies? And everybody puts out lists. And since the network has kind of grown and we have all these shows, I thought. We got all these hosts and all these people. We all love movies. It would be kind of cool to see what everybody's favorite movies are, aggregate all that stuff together, and then come up with like a master list of what we as a network consider the top 20 movies of all time. So I didn't really put any restrictions on this. I just kind of let it fly and just said, hey, whatever criteria you have for what your favorite movies are, um, use that and then send me a ranked list and then I'll aggregate all the data. And after much pain... um, much consternation. I think I had to talk Brad off the ledge of a tall building a few times. I, I almost it's did tough. not participate. It's tough. Yeah. Um, we finally got everything together and got it collated, and uh, we have what we have here tonight. I love uh, the crunching of numbers, like uh, uh, the like the oldest movie on the list or the or the movie that got the, the most votes but didn't make the list. Things like that. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah, so I, d- I did a little bit of just kind of quick stats so we'll talk about that too okay so how are we gonna how are we gonna do this we're just gonna jump right in let's roll let's do it all right so and just to reiterate favorite movies these are our favorite movies i was very i'm just gonna say this up front i'm very disappointed in all of you people Mm -hmm. because i think what maybe two of my list ended up on the top 20 lit master list i think is what i calculated but some of the movies that I feel belong there aren't there. And, you know, I say this in jest, but that's why this is fun. People don't Can like my movies something? enough. <laughs> yes. Before we start, and I, I hate to be the call-in guy and start dictating how we're going to start, but no, I don't. Uh, maybe we could just all quickly talk about how we decided to define favorite or best or... How we went about it, just like real quickly. I'll do mine. I think that's interesting too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll do mine the because floor, I think mine is the easiest. The floor recognizes Frank Rincon for one minute. I went with whatever popped in my head first, and then if I struggled a little bit, I went to my DVD collection and voted that way. So mine was it within a few minutes, within thirty minutes, I had a list. John, tell us how you did it then. I went with the stuff that I watch. The most, the stuff that I'll go back to and rewatch anytime. That was confusing. Brad said, "What's your list?" He was pointing at Russ, and so I kind of turned my head oh, and I started looking at Russ, and all of a I'm sudden, just, I hear this voice. It was a virtual point. It was a virtual point. Jim, there's what not about a tour. You? There's not a tour in it. I kind of went about it the same way Johnny did. I just, you know, what movies? If I were sitting there right now and were to watch a movie, what you know, what movies would I go to? I think I went through the um, like a uh, couple of lists on IMDb and then the American Film Institute list to kind of get my I, you know, my basis, and I think my original list was like seventy eight movies, and then I ended up winnowing it down to like uh, fifty and then forty and then finally twenty. Um, so so you came. The cool thing is I'm getting I'm getting a decent blog out of it over on Retropolis. I'm doing a year by year retrospective of the eighties, my uh, top eight movies from each of the years of the eighties. Kind of inspired by this. So, wow! Why eight? 
Because it's the 80s? Eight from the 80s. Here's a guy who knows how to market. <laughs> There's a connection there, I'm sure. <laughs> what about you, Russ? Can't figure it out. Uh, mine was, I just kind of took the, if I was stuck on a desert island, what 20 movies would I want with me that I could just watch over and over again? Uh, how so you not, plug in a DVD player? <sighs> yep. Yeah, That's I mean, w- would you take a movie or a documentary about how to make how to get off a desert island? Uh, that would make much more sense. <laughs> that probably should be number one. Wouldn't it? There's coconuts on those island on that island, and if the professor can rig up some sort of power source, by God, so can I. I was I gonna just, say, bring DVDs of Gilligan's Island. It will show you exactly what you need. Yeah, yeah, I was similar in that. I said, "What is my favorite movie of all time?" I knew right off the top of my head what my top five favorite movies were. Yeah, yeah. It was very hard. But did you know the order? No, and that's the okay. thing. It was very hard for me to pick a favorite, and that's is why I wanted to throw myself off a building and that's, not participate in this because I'd never had to make these decisions. Not original line, but that's a real Sophie's <clears throat> choice, though, right? Yeah. So, uh, is that I, weird that we all know what that phrase means, even though I don't think anybody's ever seen that I have, movie? I have zero idea what it means. I'll just be honest with you. Oh, it, it's okay. a. Woman I don't who, care what it means because <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to tell you anyway. No, we got it's two hours. Has, it's we a got woman has an hour and a half to do this, and we have. Time. Let's just go right into it. See, I told Wait, Bill you. needs you to tell like us how it. he did his list. And we don't care how Bill did his list because it's going to take half an hour for him to tell us. So I'm eating anyway. So, uh, are we going to just start with our? Let's do it. Here? Okay, here we go with the list. Number twenty, The Matrix. Unfortunately, no one can be told what The Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Offering is the truth, nothing more. Wasn't in my top take, twenty, you, but it very, it very well deserves to be there. Yeah, yeah. Jim, I'm sorry. And, I'd... No, I was just gonna say you take the purple pill if you have a gastric problem. Ah, very <laughs> nice. This was only on two lists, which kind of blew my mind that it made it to the top twenty, but only two people listed it. So it must have been pretty high on those two lists for it to make it onto yeah. our top twenty. I don't have my list in front of me, but I'm guessing it was, it was near my top five, definitely was, my top ten. Yeah, it was number four for you, John. For me, this movie is, I loved watching it the first time, it, it, groundbreaking effect-wise and even story-wise. Um, but it was, for me, it was just like, oh, yeah, if I see it again, that's cool, but I don't need to see this movie again. Granted, I've seen it probably ten times, so that, that was why it wasn't on my list. Yeah, pretty much John and uh, Sean Pryor uh, got it put on the list. Uh, so Sean the, ranked it sixth. John, you ranked it. The fifth. higher it was on the list, the more val- the higher value it was, which enabled it to get to number 20. Yeah, okay. I guess I should back right. up a little bit. And the way I calculated the point score was if you ranked a movie number one, it got 20 points. If you ranked a num- movie number 20, it got one point. Uh, so that's just kind of how it uh, how it shook out. Okay. Hey, John, we know that, that your time is limited, so tell us. The ma- what it is about the Matrix that that get, got well, it that high on your list, man? 
it's funny that Frank said what he said because I probably felt the opposite when it hit home video. Um, what year are we talking about, Russ? Help 99. Me with facts. 99. So very early internet. Um, you know, not like today where every Easter egg and everything that you can dig into about a movie is posted, you know, a week before it is even in theaters or, or whatever. So it just kind of blew my mind to keep peeling away, like keep finding out new things about the Matrix. Like I remember one time my friend was like, hey, you ever notice that when they're not in the when they're actually in the Matrix, that there's like always a green tint over the screen? You know, holy crap, that's right. You ever notice that the the door number is 101, which is like binary code, and Neo is the one if you scramble the words? And, like, I just kept finding out all of that stuff. And uh, it was freaking amazing to me. It was like hard, hard sci-fi rather than just sci-fi action. And, you know, the action is awesome. And they borrowed from, you know, Hong Kong with wire fighting. And I'm pretty sure it's the first time I ever saw wire fighting ever you know for me in any movie um i mean the first time trinity sort of goes for the flying kick and then she like freezes in the air and they turn the whole image around while she's frozen i mean that was just like mind-blowing to me that was that was some pretty revolutionary technology that they used you know that ring yeah. of cameras and yeah i forget what they called it the bullet time bullet time yeah 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 <clears throat> That, so, I, I mean, all, all that stuff added up for me. I mean, I'm a big martial arts fan, so throw that aspect into it. You know, uh, I just love it. I can watch it forever. And I know that, you know, I think people I think people hate the last one because it left the hard sci-fi and went for, like, action sci-fi. And then I know it got sort of convoluted in the middle, but I love the world. I mean, I'm up for – and this is funny that we're talking about this now because I guess they kind of just revealed that – there may be writing three prequels right now. I hadn't oh, heard that. I yeah. hadn't heard that. Yeah, that Matrix was just, it just kind of hit the internet yesterday, and Latino Reviews sort of had the exclusive, and they're pretty good with that stuff. Um, they don't just post up like any garbage usually. So and it, apparently the prequels are being written. So it's, you know, it's so, Spanish though, right? Yeah. It might be kind <laughs> yes. of like a Terminator <sighs> Salvation thing where we go – no, no, no. I'm, never mind. I'm thinking opposite direction, but – uh. So will we see the machines take over and that kind of thing? I I have no I all that has come out is that Warner Brothers needs franchises because they don't have Nolan Batman and they don't have Harry Potter and they went to the Wachowskis for three prequels and it's kind of in the writing phase, which could mean we'll never see it, you know, yeah. but Yeah, so I'm the Matrix was easy one for me. I, I was I'll watch it anytime. Favorite scene from The Matrix? Probably the first, uh, probably the first time that. Um, no, I take it all back. It's the I know kung fu scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show me where they download all of that into his brain, and then they're having the dojo fight. It kind and of again. That's that's for me. That's the martial arts part that I love, and they brought in sort of the classic kung fu movie stuff and fighting in the dojo and everything. So. It kind of came out at the right time, too, because I think the world was kind of so hyped for episode one, and this kind of jumped episode one a little bit. I think it was April it came out, and uh, so it was able to kind of fill that void of people. It, it just kind of took everybody by storm, and then word of mouth spread, and it just I think it was just right place, right time 
uh, for this one. And there's there's certainly a lot of room for growth in the in the franchise too. I mean, there's a lot of potential in that premise that they did not you know tap into. So well, I could definitely see them getting another three movies out of it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I did really love the Animatrix, and I do really love the comic books that came out way back when. Uh, the video game sucked, yeah. but name a movie tie-in video game, you know, that doesn't suck. Yeah, really. Uh, so, uh, Origins, I like the Animatrix, yeah. you know, digging into different parts of the world and stuff. So, I, like you said, I could see them having a lot more material to write about. And just for the record, uh, I've got the uh, Silent Running um game for Wii and it's it sucks oh. I hate it, it. <laughs> alright John we know you gotta go we'll try to call you back later on towards the end of the list when you said you wanted to join us again okay so roughly 7 or 8 days then yes Yeah. 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 alright guys thanks fun. for your courage Russ for letting him on the show <laughs> see ya Bye. yeah come back or not alright next <laughs> let's move on to number 19 Jurassic Park. Well, we clocked the T-Rex to 32 miles an hour. T-Rex? Mm-hmm. You said you've got a T-Rex? Uh-huh. Say again. <laughs> we have a T-Rex. Uh. Put, your, put your head between your knees. <laughs> he said he had a T-Rex. My idea, Dr. Sattler. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Magical, magical movie. Where oh. did they get that many fairies to do the background vocals? <laughs> yeah. Figure that out. Oh, I, I mean, I catch like one getting in a jar, and it's usually dead by morning. Maybe you need to start poking air holes in these lids. I, uh, I remember being so hyped for this movie, and uh, I guess it's kids and dinosaurs. I don't know, but it's it's a beautiful movie. I love it. We weren't I, kids absolutely. when this came out. I know, but I yeah. guess I felt like a kid well, watching it. It still it holds was, up. Oh, it, it totally holds up. Yeah, I took it the. Uh, it got re-released in 3D uh, last summer. Is that did it? you go see the 3D? Yeah. yeah, I took kids to it. Absolutely, awesome. I did. This this movie really proved that CGI characters could work. I mean, this was what mm-hmm. kind of prompted Lucas to say, we could do the Star Wars trilogy that I wanted to do. Now, you could argue the merits of that or or not, but... Um, but it it really proved out the technology and that filmmaking was ready to kind of make that leap. On the Jurassic Park DVD, when it first came out, there's a documentary, the making of it. And okay. uh, before, the, they had to prove the CG to Spielberg and his crew. Right. They were originally going to go with stop motion, with a blur version of stop motion, which they show test of it, and it looks good, but it still looks like stop motion. Um, so this could have been a completely different movie had... They not gone the way of of CG. You know, there was a cut scene on the DVD. Uh, it's this one right here. It's when Bigfoot goes tramping <laughs> yeah. through the, right. the dinosaur paddock, the yeah. T Rex paddock. Jim, this movie was in theaters for an, an entire year. Yes, it was. It stayed. I mean, when's the last time that happened? I don't remember that happening. Uh, and it'll never happen again. It probably I don't remember it happening it happened before. Again. I don't remember that ever happening before. I don't think yeah, oh, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. No, Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. Totally did. Die Raiders Hard. Did. Of course, Star Wars had a re-release. Pulp Fiction did in my college town. It was like in the local theater for over a year. I mean, but you don't you don't have that no. anymore. So uh, that was freaking amazing. I think Russ makes a good point. It was really like the first time the CGI was... Up to par to the point where we, you know, expect it to be now, kind of. And, I mean, 
Yeah, after uh, the lawnmower, man, I was worried that the CG wasn't <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah Tron, Tron was a little disappointed. pretty good. Yeah. Hey, was um, it Lawnmower Man 2? There was a sequel to Lawnmower Man yes, 2. Yes, awesome. I Lawnmower Man 2 is I seriously bad. doubt Lawnmower Man 2 had Jeff Fahey wasn't, in it. Wasn't, yeah, Jeff Fahey, Frank the pilot from Lost. Yeah, he's yeah, so the, the, the latter the, um, part of the sequel, show. The sequel had Matt, <clears throat> Matt Frewer, if I remember correctly, right? No, the original had Matt Frewer. I think. No, the original had Jeff Fahey. It was Jeff okay. Fahey. Then, yes, you are correct. It was uh, The second Frewer. one was Matt, Matt Frewer. Matt I think. Frewer, he will do anything. <clears throat> hey, uh, we have that a... That guy turns down fewer jobs than Samuel L. Jackson. We have a, 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 an addition to okay. the cast, to the... Uh... I tried to I tried to, tried to tie in a little bit. <laughs> I know, and I appreciate it, but I, right. we need to let no, everybody know that Jordan from Jersey has joined us on oh. the Skype call. Hey, Jordan. Hello, gentlemen. Great, Jordan. Good to hear from you. Jordan, can Sh- you hang out for a while with us? I sure can. I just wanted to ask you, should I be recording my side of the conversation, or do you have nope. that covered? No, Frank's got uh, the whole thing recording on his uh, ginormous Yamaha. his ginormous recorder. I think he does. It's actually recording in six different languages at the moment. It's his Russian. He's on real to real. Um, Jordan, we You're had, awesome, Frank. We had just uh, started talking about Jurassic Park, which was number 19 on the list. Do you have anything to add to that before yeah. we move on to number 18? It's not easy. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, Rick. Jordan, welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not on my list. It was on Pierce's list. It's not off my list because I dislike the movie. I actually really love Jurassic Park. It just didn't happen to make the cut. It was very close, though. Um, but one of my favorite movies as a kid, absolutely, and still to this day, I'll watch that thing anytime it's on. The CG still holds up for the most part, and uh, it's just a fantastic movie. Well, something just hit me. He said, as a kid, I loved it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jordan's half our age. That was like his Star Wars or something, right? He's a millennial, though. Yes, because I had like a job. I was out of college and had a job when that movie came out. How old were yeah, you when in so. How old were you in 1999, Jordan? Nin- in 1999? Three. 93. I, my, he was three. My, my, my I was going to say. I did the math. I yeah, can cut you off of this phone call. <laughs> I will turn this car around, Yeah, Jordan. Jordan's not the problem here. In uh, 1993, when it came out, I would have been six, just about to turn seven. Wow, perfect wow. time to see Good a dinosaur movie. gravy. Yeah. Now, I remember there was just a tiny bit of controversy because a lot of people thought it would be too violent for kids. I took and... my son, my my stepson, to see it, and he was eight. And uh, he was a little skittish of, of the, the loudness and everything. So he sat for stretches that movie like with his eyes covered uh because it was it was ridiculously loud i mean they cranked the volume up to ridiculous levels for that movie i can just imagine the t-rex yeah it was it was i mean and i'm i'm fine with loudness but it was obnoxious for me it's what they they queued up to ludicrous loudness yes yes uh, they cranked it up to 11 they turned up to 11 yes all right let's uh thought i just said that my uh, Jersey Shore co-host Pierce saw it as a child. He's two years younger than me. It was the first movie he saw in movie theaters. And he has, uh, wow. I, I would say, traumatic memories of it, but also some very great memories yeah, of he, seeing Jurassic Park in theaters. He ranked it fourth, so obviously it made a, wow. made a mark. Yes, the yes. Ne- he's, he's watched most of it through the seats, he said. The next movie <laughs> I, have, I have never seen. Here we go. Number 18, Jackie Brown. Uh, 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 here we go. AK-47. The very best there is when you absolutely positively got to kill every motherfucker in the room, except no substitutes. Uh, yeah, the, this was, was on movie? my list. It it was uh it was pretty uh I love the characters. Now that was Elmore Leonard, right? Yes, it okay. was uh, yes. Tarantino working from an Elmore Leonard novel. Yes, what's this movie about? Quickly, 
Um, it's basically a it's it's a it's a money laundering scam heist movie in the seventies. Uh, no, oh, no, no, modern day, but really? it has a very seventy sensibility to it. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's like Tarantino's movies. It's kind of yes. hard to pin down when it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Pulp Fiction. What what, what time frame is that? Tell me. You know, or Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. It's just not you know that kind of nebulous uh, Tarantino time. I'm always looking for that second Tarantino movie that I'll enjoy. Because I only enjoy one Tarantino movie to, to date. Maybe Jackie Brown will be the second. Movie. I think so, uh, Brad, because it's very, again, it's not his material. Like, okay. he did not write this. Maybe that's right. why I would like it. Yeah, and it, to me, Jackie Brown is my favorite Tarantino movie. Okay. It just, it, it's just very, very good. Well, for yeah, you, I'm Russell, you I'll watch it. Yeah. Jordan, you ever seen Jackie Brown? I have seen it many times. It's not one of my most rewatched uh, Tarantino movies, but I do think it is among his best. It's just not one I can sit down and rewatch all the time. Okay, I'll have to give it a shot. And you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's my second favorite out of all of his movies after Reservoir Dogs. And it's not a real action-packed movie either. No. This is a movie of dialogue and characters and a lot plot. of good, a lot of good actors in this: Robert yeah. Forster, yeah. Pam Greer, Michael Keaton, Robert De Niro, Bridget Michael Fonda. In it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Samuel yeah. Jackson. And what they do to a lot of the characters is interesting too. Like De Niro has a very odd character. Yeah, yeah. I'll give uh, it a shot. The, the movie, the movie breathes. It, it takes its time. It, it doesn't. Uh, you never feel whiplash watching no. this movie. It's a lot of cross, double cross kind of stuff too. So I didn't know Michael Keaton's in it. You so you had me at Michael Keaton. He's... Well, and he's reprising his role from another movie, right? In this, in this one, mm. technically. Gung Ho. No, I don't. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Beetlejuice. We gotta well, get these cars made, people. Later on, maybe so, but something like that, where it's like they couldn't really say it was technically the same character, but it was. Yeah, he did that. That same thing happened in, um, let's see, it was Reservoir Dogs, and then True Romance. True Romance uh, refers to no, Reservoir Dogs refers to a character named Alabama. Mr. And then Blonde True Romance, is, uh, Vincent, Mr. Blonde is Vincent Vega's brother. From Pulp Fiction. From yeah. Pulp Fiction? Yeah, from okay. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, yeah, they all tie together. They're supposedly all one universe. Hey, uh, I had no idea. Speaking that's of... That's cool. Speaking of Michael Keaton... Number 17, Batman. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. <laughs> Lawrence? That, of course, there's from the Prince soundtrack, the Batman soundtrack that Prince put out. This would be the benefits of uh, home field advantage for the uh, the editor. You bet. Together. This is, Russell and I decided to use that clip because we liked uh, the clip. Obviously, Joker doing his thing, and then a little Prince music. Uh, what was like, Prince's character? Prince made a character for that movie, just not in the movie, but um, it had a in name. The video, it's, yeah, it's called Gemini. Yes, yeah. it was okay. half Batman, half Joker. Yes, yeah. thank you, Jim. I knew Jim would know that. Um, when that movie came out, that was. The bomb. I just hope his pants covered both of his butt cheeks. It has, <laughs> yeah, really. It has since been erased from my memory <laughs> by Batman Begins, but I did acquire the Blu-ray the other day for five bucks, so I will revisit it Beauty. sometime. That's a good movie. I still remember the day it came out. It uh, summer had just started from you know school year. Summer yeah, had just yeah. started, and me and about ten of my buddies all gathered together at uh, the the communal house. And we went to go see like the eleven twenty a.m. showing of it. It was awesome. We we took up an entire row in the theater and we're there like, you know, ready to rock. Because, you know, as a kid, Jordan doesn't know what we're talking about. But as people who are you know in their forties, uh, you know, intelligent people who've got life experience, 
Uh, we didn't have those kind of movies growing up. I mean, you had Superman 2 if you want some action. It's like, eh, it's on a wire. kind of sucks. And, uh, you know, you had Superman 3, and then all of a sudden you had Batman. Uh, and it was revolutionary. You know, you, it was the first time, I think, that they, they were able to take seriously uh, superhero actually, you know, flitting around and, and doing superhero-y things. It that, had the that, car. And I think that's the key, too, is it took itself seriously. Because those Superman movies, they were a little cheesy at yeah. times and kind of cheeky. But this one showed that, uh, you know, it could be a serious genre. And, and uh, I just remember that summer, everything was Batman. Everything. Was yes. Batman. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, I remember. That's what I remember most about this movie. I think it was the media push. I mean, everything had a bat logo on it. Every you know, every um, bus stop, every billboard, um, everywhere you looked was Batmania. You know, it just I, I just remember how huge this movie was when it came out. When the cute, popular chicks at school were wearing Batman T-shirts, oh, yeah. you knew that yeah. this was something. Um, and I was afraid, like Michael Keaton is Batman, really? But. He really did a good job yeah. in retrospect. Really I had did. that doubt too. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. When the this was before the internet, Jordan, so they had to do <laughs> things by word of mouth. And I was at work in uh, magazines. Yeah. Well What's that? Yeah, really. <laughs> um the day before it came out, I got wind of a That was earlier today. Yeah. 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 That was, you gave, you gave <laughs> it back about twenty minutes ago. That was before Jordan joined us. Um <clears throat> my apologies. Thanks for the fan, by the way, Bill. The uh, <laughs> I got wind of a preview, a unheard of, unprecedented Thursday night preview of a of the Batman movie, <laughs> and uh, so we all went to um, the local theater, and there were so many people that showed up. They had to put half of us in a second theater. Well, they only had one copy of the film. Uh-oh. So what they did is they started it in one deal. Yep. Instead of taking it up on the take-up yep. reel, they dragged it down yep. the hall into the next projection room, started feeding it through a second projector, and so there was a whole train of film going through the hall as it played that's in two crazy. different theaters. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was, uh, that's, how, that's how big a deal it was. I do remember there was a commercial. The movie had been out for a while, but they had showed um, like empty parking lots, Empty stores, empty schools, and the announcer said something like, "Where is everybody?" And then they cut to outside of a theater with yeah. the Batman logo on it, and it's packed, yeah. and there's people there. Jordan, tell us your feelings of this movie in in five words or less. Haven't seen all of it. <laughs> That's five, five words. words. That's <laughs> pretty amazing. That is impressive, sir. Okay. Good job, buddy. It's it's one of those things where <clears throat> now you you're know, over the five I word love- limit. Yeah, I know. I love the Nolan films, and that for me, and I also love the 66 Batman stuff, and both of those I love for different reasons, and the things I have seen of the Burton and Schumacher era of Batman don't really do either as well. No, they don't. And don't really grab my attention. They don't, and... um. You know, we all know that Batman and Robin is the worst movie ever committed to film, so we don't even need to talk about that. Um, we did at Real Heroes. You can check that out at HHWLOD.com. <laughs> nice. That was fun, actually. Let's move on to the next one in our list here so uh, Brad can get to work on time. Number 16, The Fellowship of the Ring. Serpent of the secret fire, wielder of the flame of Arnor. 
I gotta pause it real quick. We're all in here doing our best Gandalf impressions, <laughs> by the way, guys. Go back to the shadow. I have goosebumps. Ah, proof that old men in nightgowns can be cool. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie. That's my favorite of the three, obviously. Yeah, agreed. But, yeah. Oh, man. The absolute Great. coolest thing about that movie is I never, when I heard they were making the film, there's so many ways that could have gone wrong with that movie. I mean, do you guys remember the animated version that oh, came yeah. out in like mm -hmm. the 80s or whatever, oh, which yeah. was, eh, you know, okay. Tell about the, uh, talking about the Ralph Bakshi. The Ralph yeah. Bakshi version, yeah. yeah. Okay, you be careful. And then later, the Rankin Be careful, you're version. treading on sacred ground here <laughs> from my childhood. Yeah, okay, whatever. Anyway, uh, when I heard they were doing a live-action version, there were so many ways it could have gone wrong and, and not done this, and then I hardly believed they were actually going to be able to pull it off. But then they pulled it off so masterfully and so well and just made such good movies out of these what could have been ponderously boring books um, that you know I've loved since I was a kid. Uh, that was That was awesome. Although this 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 oddly enough did not make my list, it didn't make mine either, Jim. But how there's not room for every movie. Okay, well you people are stupid. <laughs> now I wasn't a big fan of Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings universe, while I knew bits and pieces of it, and I saw the Hobbit movie, um, the animated movie, I was aware of that. I it's always been in the back of my mind and stuff like that. So this was really my first diving into the Lord of the Rings. Same universe. for me, man. Yeah, really, I loved it. Absolutely. You never read the books? Not yeah. once. And I loved it. Did you see how big those books were? <laughs> yeah, I read them in the seventh grade or something. You're a better yeah. man than me. It's tough. Yeah. I had to get a bit early to read. It was crazy. <laughs> no, the uh, uh, the have we made the distinction that we're referring to, or at least I hope that we're referring to the extended edition. I, I hope I, we're not I, referring to the theatrical well, release. Cause, I, I didn't really make a distinction because, I mean, technically, they're the same movie for all intents and purposes. I mean, yes, there are two cuts. And yes, I agree that the extended cut is is superior. Most folks didn't designate whether they were talking about one or the other, but I mean, I, I just yeah. assume that we're talking about the extended cut. And and it, I think for for the for the core of what this thing is, I don't think it really needed that distinction. Fine. Well, for me, there's there's a huge chasm of difference in between the. Uh, Theatrical cuts in the extended version. For so the purposes of, of today, actually, and the, the fact that we're at your house, the yes, last we're, one we're talking about the extended. Yeah, the cut. last one. Uh, I don't think it requires the extended version, but the first two movies, you really do need to see the extended release to get what Tolkien was trying to tell you. No, absolutely, Jordan. Anything? I'm not a fantasy guy in general, and I've seen all the Lord of the Rings movies twice, actually, and they're fine. But I'd never really watch them again. Sorry to disappoint you guys. No, that's. Totally acceptable, and that's why you're on the outs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just number fifteen. I'm sorry, Bill. Halloween. I'll we'll we'll stop oh. it, and I just spoiled How it. How is but... Bill able to say those two different things yeah. at the same time? My apologies. Ventriloquism. Say say one last thing. I'm my, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Say what again? <laughs> there are there there are a few times in life when you come across a movie, you feel it's just almost perfect. Yeah, you can always find a fault in anything, but. I, I walked out of the theater that day thinking that movie, especially the extended version, when I saw that, it's like, this movie is perfect.
perfect. There is, I, I can't think of one thing I would do to change this movie. E- even the changes they made in the storyline. It's the, you know, we've talked about this before, but the, uh, uh, in the book, it takes them like half the book to get to Rivendell. You know, they have a lot of adventures in between the Shire and Rivendell. It takes them weeks in the book. And in the, uh, and, and I'm sitting there going into the movie thinking, well, it's going to be an easy way for Peter Jackson to chop out a bunch of the book to be able to concentrate on the important stuff. And that's by shortening the, uh, the trip from the Shire to Rivendell, which they did in one of the most imaginative chase scenes I've ever seen. I mean, as Arwen is galloping madly, you know, with Bilbo on her back, uh, this is the one quick point. <laughs> yeah, Jim, you should know. Look, there he's dropping the, he's know, dropping the headphones and running did, away again. <clears throat> Bill, you know I'm we his, love I'm you. His equivalent on LOD. I have to rip him. I know, but Brad's got to go to work in a couple hours, man. Okay, he, he just mooned all of us. He did. Put that back in. Love you, buddy. Put that. Uh, away. I spoiled this one already. This is uh, the biographical uh, story of my ex-wife. Number fifteen, Halloween. Actually, it's a snafu. It's number 16. Nope. 16 was Fellowship of the Ring. Oh. You're the snafu. Oh, there we go. I see what happened. I've never seen it. Okay. Obviously, that clip was chosen because what better encapsulates that movie than that music music there? But I'm telling you. The first time you want to watch it, if you want to ease into it, trust me on this, watch it on mute <laughs> so you know what's coming visually next time you watch it with the sound because it'll scare the out of you. I am completely 100% serious about this. And I believe you, I am not a fan of horror. That is one reason why I've never seen it. Uh, that is a genre that just doesn't speak to me that much. It scares me. I'm a huge John Carpenter fan in general. And you know how you always remember your first girlfriend or your first really good pizza or your first car? I remember my first really good scary horror movie, and this was it. It's the scariest movie I've ever seen. I mean, bar none. It just it freaks me out. It wigs me out every time I watch it. It's just I haven't seen it in several years. Um, I, could, I get why it's on this list because as, as far as horror goes, in my mind, there's nothing superior to, to this. It, if I had to pick one that I respect, you know, out of respect, other than uh, The Cabin in the Woods, I think, just puts all the horror genre to rest for me personally because it... Amen, it, Brad. It was, yeah. it was an amazing movie. But before that, if there's one movie that I have the utmost respect for, it's Halloween because I literally cannot watch it with the sound on. I just can't. It's just... It's the scariest thing ever. Yeah, I just I just don't like the genre. I mean, there are a couple of movies. You know, when Scream came out, uh, Cabin in the Woods, awesome. Um, Freddy Krueger movie once or twice when they first came out, but I just I never had any <coughs> desire to watch a slasher film. The Michael Myers mask, you know what it is, right, yeah, Bill? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirk. It's a Captain Kirk mask painted white. Oh, so William great. Shatner face painted white. That's just amazing to me. <laughs> All right. Number 14. The Incredibles. Honey! What? Where's my super suit? What? Where is my super suit? Tell me what my suit 
that movie. going out to you know Darren Do. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. That that was my effort to get as many Samuel L. Jackson clips into the top twenty as I possibly could. <laughs> it was nice. Would you, uh, let's see, I'm Good sending job. the over under at uh, fourteen. Yeah. Bill's favorite Pixar movie. Mine too. Oh my god. Yeah. Mine too. It's, you could make a case it's my favorite superhero movie. It's my favorite Fantastic Four movie for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. It's the best FF movie we'll ever get. Yeah. I need, uh, I need to watch it again. I've seen it once. Oh, I must have been in a bad mood. It didn't affect me like it affected really? you guys. Oh, I really I really need to try it again. We and I mean this literally. Okay. Wore out a DVD of The Incredibles. You wear out a DVD. <laughs> I mean, it gets scratched up after time. Oh, but, sure, yeah, okay. You know, it's not la- it's not the laser poking through it too many times or anything. But, okay. But no, we literally wore out our DVD of The Incredibles. Uh, I could watch that movie probably I tell you three what, times a day. Next time I watch it, I'm going to find time when you're available. I'm going to come over here and watch it with you. All right. Okay. I want to know uh, how come they have not relaunched this franchise. It is just there's so much room for an Incredibles 2. Yeah. I think, or even I think, an Incredibles cartoon. Well, the nice yeah. thing is the voice actors could be ninety three, yeah. so you could do you could do twenty of these movies over the next half century if you wanted. Yeah, it wouldn't be a problem. I think maybe it's fear. You know, how do you? It's so well regarded. It did so well. You know, at the box office. How do you follow it up and do it right? Well, but, and, and you used to think, well, Pixar, Pixar has you know more sense than to do something like that, mm-hmm. but. You know, but then they came out with cars and planes. Cars too. Cars too. And, yeah. and well, yeah, they, 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 cars too. Disney, not Pixar. Part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, planes, are, yeah, planes are, was not was not uh, uh, Pixar. It was Disney. Planes well, one was. What is the, free, the What's the freaking difference between what is Pixar now that Disney bought it? Because we can split hairs. <laughs> yeah. But Disney bought Pixar. Yeah. So it's so the same sticking company now. So we don't have to make the distinction. But Pixar works as its own autonomous studio. And the the writers and producers and stuff all work on Pixar's side. Not and it's definitely its own brand. I mean, people. I mean, you know. I mean, the Pixar characters you know, are yes, separately from the yes. Yes, we characters. get that. And let's not pretend that Disney corporate mind you know mind warp doesn't affect what's going on at Pixar. It, Pixar oh, is no, not of course. sure. Pixar today is not Pixar back in the nineties. It's just not. no, no, of course not. You know? sure. and, and so don't expect a Pixar movie ever again. Maybe you'll get lucky and get one. I think that's why they haven't done Incredibles 2 because they don't have a writing staff. You know, they got to they got to pull talent together who can pull something like that off without Uncle Walt, you know, screwing with them. Did it's Incredibles make a lot of money at the yeah. theater? Yeah, it did very well. Mm. Was I mean, it... they did they did at least they had like spin-off cartoons from Toy Story and they had spin-off cartoons from from Cars and some of the other IPs. I would think this would really lend itself to doing something similar, you know. It is truly amazing that they haven't done anything else with that franchise yet. And in a way, you know, it's a very good thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they, they haven't had a chance to, uh, to, you know, to soil the memories of what was a perfect movie by releasing a second movie, which is clearly inferior. I wouldn't Kinda want them like, to sully that my, one of my favorites, the Alien franchise, by doing a semi-type prequel. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a minute. Hey, so uh, Incredibles Worldwide Box Office is $631 million. Uh, domestic box office 2004 2005 was 261 million. So yeah, it did did pretty well. So it's just surprising that they just haven't gotten like there's not even rumors of it or it's I mean, just one of I those movies that the, you hear people refer to but you never hear like well not only that sequel. I could watch that movie with my eyes closed. Michael Giacchino absolutely channels the ghost of John Barry. Yeah. It is a Bond soundtrack <laughs> that is a better Bond soundtrack than anything we've seen since the 60s 
Maybe early 70s, if you want to count uh, Live and Let Die. Jordan? You also did the soundtrack to um, which I really like, too. Giacchino is J.J. Abrams' guy, yeah. and he basically has done everything that J.J. Abrams has ever done. So he's done, every, he's done everything. Um, oh, no. Um, Speed Racer. He did the soundtrack to Speed Racer, yeah. and I love that soundtrack. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Jordan, you got a comment? I'm, I think, a little bit more in your camp, Brad. I like the movie. I've seen it a number of times, but I don't consider it like one of Pixar's top, top movies. I do consider Jack-Jack Attack to be one of the best things they've ever done, ever. But uh, <laughs> okay. it, it, it's a good movie. I'm not, I'm not knocking it anyway. I just love some other Pixar movies much, much more well, than that Well, give one. us examples. You don't get off that easy. Uh, Toy Story 3, Up, Wally. Um, just, oh, just God. Kill his mic. Jordan, Kill Jordan his, you just, know better oh, than hey, to bring up. Oh, hey, sorry. The Skype connection isn't working now. You know better Sunspot, than to bring up the movie Jordan. Up when Bill's on the phone. <laughs> and while I'm taking Bill off, I believe it's Giacchino. All right, Jordan. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> you are, you are I'll, I'll just be honest with you, you are skirting the line here. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Number 13, Goodfellas. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Love that. You okay, Bill? Ugh, Allergies killing you? Killing me. Okay. Yeah, um, Maybe set the next couple plays out. <laughs> All right. Goodfellas, uh, Scorsese, great movie. When did that, when did that come out? That was 1990. <clears throat> it's my favorite Scorsese movie of all time. I could watch... Goodfellas a hundred times. I just I, I love every minute of it. I like this movie a lot. I've seen it once, but I did like it very much. It's, I love it, but uh, it's not my favorite Scorsese. I'd give that to King of Comedy. Oh, but, that's a good uh, one. Yeah, but this is a classic for sure. I mean, who was the main guy in this? Ray Liotta, because I Joe I, Pesci, Robert De Niro. The three of them are kind of like the. There's the a lot of quote unquote similar movies, and not having seen all these what I think similar movies multiple times, it's easy for me to confuse them, you know? Yeah. My favorite, so, uh, uh, not on this list, but uh, it was on John's list uh, towards the top was Casino. And my favorite bit was uh, was on Saturday Night Live with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Dirt. Uh, David Spade. David Spade, where he goes, Casino. Casino it. Except I liked it better when it was called Goodfellas. Oh, okay. <laughs> on his Hollywood Minute? Yeah. But I love Goodfellas. It just uh, it, it, you know, it's based on a true story uh, on a book uh, named Wise Guy, written by Henry Hill, and uh, so it's it. There's a lot of truth in what what goes on. I mean, the whole bit with the Lufthansa heist at Idlewild Airport uh, was definitely. I mean, that was all real stuff, um, and it, it was just it was just really interesting. I'm um, just brutal the music i mean it was just very scorsese and the romanticizing of that type of yeah, life and yeah. being being one of those guys it's uh in typical scorsese you know it starts out everything's rosy everything's great and then it kind of hits that halfway to two-thirds point and it just all just completely falls apart for for the characters how many uh how many lists did this make it's made five lists um so it it, it pretty you know pretty fair amount who anybody here put it on their list uh, I did. It was it was on mine. Um, not on mine. Not on mine. It yeah, made Bill's not list. On, 
not on mine. I'm with Jim on this one. I love Goodfellas a lot, but I'm a huge Scorsese fan, and I already had two other movies from him on my list, so I couldn't bring myself to take up a third slot when there were so many other movies I wanted to add. You yeah. said it was on Bill's list? Yeah, Bill Bill had it as number 12. John had it as number 2. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, wow. so it's very high for John. Mm-hmm. I had it as number 16, so right around the middle. Donnie, uh, Donnie Salvo had it at 17, um, and Max from the Ichabod Crane cast had it at number 10. So um, it did pretty well. Okay. Uh, Bill, his allergies have just kicked in in a major way, and so he's uh, freaking out. He's outside trying to get some fresh air. And we're about ha- we're more than halfway. We're not quite halfway, so we need to pick up. Yeah, the pace. let's uh, let's move on here to number twelve. Number twelve, the Dark Knight. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? Come here. So I had a wife, beautiful, like you, who tells me I worry too much, who tells me I ought to smile more, who gambles and gets in deep with the sharks. One day they carve her face. We have no money for surgeries. She can't take it. I just want to see her smile again. Hmm? I just want her to know that I don't care about the scars. So, I stick a razor in my mouth and do this to myself. And you know what? She can't stand the sight of me. She leaves. Now I see the funny side. Now I'm always smiling. (coughs) (laughs) A little fight in you. I like that. I like that. Then you're gonna love me. Yeah, that move, that music under that. Yeah, it's just so. It's the great, Attention. great soundtrack. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, it, that it's just it's, it's that rare sequel that is so good. Batman Begins made it on my top twenty list. Dark Knight, it, it was difficult to leave it off my twenty, but because it's so good. But I Joker could, makes it for me. Oh yeah, Joker's the, the pencil yeah. trick. Yeah. Just oh yeah, it's gone. And I always liked uh, it was always it's always funny to me. Uh, Two Face Harvey Dent when he'd go Rachel when he was yeah. trying to like Joker was asking him what her name was, you know. Yeah, and he was like Rachel. And I used to work in the part time job. I used to work with a girl named Rachel. And every time somebody would say her name, I would go Rachel, <laughs> just because it always made me laugh. <laughs> I, I think this really proved that. You can make a superhero movie for people that don't like superhero movies. I mean, this is like from a quality film perspective, the way it's shot, the way the acting is, the direction, the cinematography, the, the effects, everything is just extremely top notch. Um, it, it's not a overly fun movie, but it's just a, a just fantastic movie. And the Bravura performance, of course, by Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's what really is like the, the linchpin of this movie for me anyway. You know, and I wonder if this movie would be different had um, had he not passed away. You know, that that colored a lot of opinions, I think, about this movie. It's like, oh, the guy who played the Joker died before the movie came out, kind of romanticized it a little bit. Maybe it's a, a good bit. movie, but... Um... Actually, I think he died after the movie came out. But I remember, what I remember about this is, 
first of all, when they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker, every fanboy in the universe, you know, up in up in arms. Oh my God, the guy from A Knight's Tale! I can't believe they're giving him the Joker. Is how could they even think about him, you know, being the Joker? So he had a really uphill battle just to sell the character to the Batman fans already, and then you know, I mean, obviously he knocked it way out of the park. Bill's back. We're talking about obviously Dark Knight, Bill. I guess I was lucky. I went into that movie with a whole lot of preconceptions. I wasn't expecting it to live up to or live down to its predecessors. I I gave it a clean slate. And oddly enough, I was, I think I, I'm sure I saw Batman Begins, but I don't remember that being an experience for me. And seeing the Dark Knight um, was not my first take on the Christian Bale, Chris Nolan Batman. Um, but it's the one that's stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, since I, I've gone back and rewatched Batman Begins a handful of times, you know, since that movie came out. But uh, um, that was actually the first Blu-ray I got was uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. And uh, it, uh, wow. I mean, that's just it's just a great movie. I mean, it doesn't even have to have a superhero in it. It almost doesn't, kind of. It almost doesn't. It's yeah. really more yeah. about the Joker. And I know lots of people who who liked the movie they were surprised they liked it so much, and, yeah. but it was because of Heath Ledger. But yeah. the old trite line that it was more a, you know, a lot of you guys uh, described uh, Wolverine this way is it's don't think of it so much as a superhero movie, an action movie. It's more a character study, which yeah. is exactly yeah. what this was. And oftentimes uh, that description sends me running the other direction. But uh, in this case, I think it was completely apt. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, if you go into that movie wanting nothing but fist fights and Batmobiles and stuff, you'll, right. you'll be, you won't be disappointed because the action sequences are insanely good. But uh, but no, it's it's all about you know the amazing uh, uh, relationship that the that the uh, the Joker and uh, Batman you know weave together. Jordan, one of my all time favorite movies did not make my list though because I already had two other Nolan films on that list, and again, same reason as Scorsese. But I love the movie; it just didn't win out in the top twenty for me. Yeah. You, you can't make room for for all of them. I'm, yeah, glad unfortunately. You made, I'm glad you made it back in time for this one, Bill. Oh, thank you. Number 11, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Go and tell your master that we have been charged by God with a sacred quest. If he will give us food and shelter for the night, he can join us in our quest for the Holy Grail. Well, I like him, but I don't think he'll be very keen. Uh, he's already got one, you see. What? He says they've already got one. Are you sure he's got one? Oh, yes, it's very nice. It's very nice. Russell asked me yesterday to provide a clip for this movie, and he said, but try not to give yourself an aneurysm choosing one clip. And uh, I, we had to decide together, uh, but uh, I... I'm not sure you could have gone wrong, but you definitely went right there. Uh, <laughs> this movie made my top five, obviously, this and is, it was it was my number five. Yeah. I just can't say enough about this movie. It, I've probably it, watched this movie more than any other movie. Yeah, this, I mean, I remember when they first showed it on like PBS and my local PBS affiliate, like late at night. And I mean, we had to you know, videotape it with a VCR and watching that homemade VCR tape over and over, memorizing every line of this movie, every scene, you know, note for note, shape for shape. It just it's such a big influence in my like my own like, uh, I don't know, my own pop culture awareness and growing as a person. Uh, just one of the funniest movies ever made. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's one of my top three comedies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Home run. I mean, there, there's not much to say about it because so much has been said. It is a great movie. 
my uh, my parents let me watch it when I was younger, and now looking at it, you know, there's some stuff in it that if my mom had known was in the movie, she definitely would have uh, thought twice about letting me watch it. I have, <laughs> I've a uh, Holy Grail is one of those movies is one of the one of the few seminal movies of my childhood that I've uh, not shown the kids yet. And uh, we sat through the first, like, 20 minutes of it a few years ago and got distracted because that's what happens. Well, how can... And we, we, I don't think my kids have ever seen The Holy Grail all the way through. You, I you, may fix that tonight. You shared something... Well, you shared something with us last night about a certain question your daughter asked you. Yeah. If she watched this movie, she may ask you another similar question. No, I think I'll uh, fast forward over the uh, rescuing, uh, rescuing Sir Robin Sir, Sir, from the... Sir Galahad. <laughs> Sir Galahad. Sir Galahad. Okay. Yes. Too much peril. That's too much peril for your kids. I think so, yes. Far I'm not even going to let Jordan comment on it because I don't have a good feeling about what he has to say about it. So. It's number eight on my list. What oh, are you talking Jordan, about? Jordan, you, you have redeemed yourself in my eyes, my friend. Same here, this bro. This is a fantastic movie, and of course it is on my list. Uh, whenever I find the girl that can watch this movie with me every day for a week, that's probably the one I'll marry. There you go. All right, number... Number ten, Back to the Future. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? They sound like they're on helium in that clip. Yeah, yes, they, do. they do. Yeah. <laughs> I love time travel movies. Yeah. Love them. So this movie, interesting enough, this is this had six entries. It was on six lists, and it's the lowest. It's kind of like the lowest... On the on the on the top twenty with the highest number of of entries, so everything below it had fewer entries, and there are several movies higher than it that have fewer entries. And, so, have, you, have you said yet how many entries you processed? Um, how many, did you how get? many people participated? There's 16 people total that okay. participated, so we had 320 um, 320 submissions, and it it rounded out to be a total of uh, 206 movies. So. They're Dang. doing the math. There's 120 movies that uh, that everybody kind of agreed on. How many Red Bulls did it take you to get through this all this information? Uh, not long. I mean, the, the the big thing was I I had a couple flubs in the first couple revisions where um, when folks would name a movie if they put the the in front of it, sometimes they didn't put the the in front of it. Um, so I had to kind of rescrub it a couple times, and then I had a couple people email me back and say, like, "Hey, this is listed as you know Matrix and the Matrix or, or whatever." I have some audio of Russ working hard to. Collate all the information. <laughs> he puts the blanket over his head yeah. between him and the monitor. He drinks a lot of Mountain Dew and just starts coding. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Uh, Microsoft Access is a wonderful tool, but uh, but yeah, so so that's where we sit. But uh, but yeah, so Back to the Future was on six lists, um, and it was at number ten, so right at the middle. Um, but just an awesome movie. I mean, this is a movie as a kid. Uh, I went to see at the theater several times, and just. It, it it just it's just fun you know you just watch this movie and it's just it's just fun and it works and um you know kind of had that somewhat cliffhanger thing at the end where you thought well one of these days they're going to come back to this uh, and they did they're going to come back to the future yes yes <laughs> yes um but it was just a ton of fun i mean it just i, I mean a movie you can watch with the whole family too. yeah 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 there's nothing objectionable yeah I don't think uh about the, the scene with his mother towards the end in the car is a little objectionable for younger children. Let's yeah. See. Is there some kid? I'm trying to remember. Is there some kissy kiss? Well, yeah, it's his mom. There's some rapey rape. I, I forget. <laughs> yeah. What what base does he get to? Well, it's her doing the 
is the aggressor. Yeah, obviously. absolutely. Um, yeah. He's cute. Well, no, but also with the bully. Uh, yeah, yeah Biff, I with guess. Biff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Get your damn hands off her. Yeah, and the, this uh, is this is pre-shaky Michael J. Fox too. So mm-hmm. he was like cuter back then. You know what made me watch this movie over and over again was actually Back to the Future Two. Ah, because yeah. once I saw Back to the Future Two, I was like, "Wow, that's freaking awesome!" I can see the first movie happening right now. Watching the second movie, I got to watch the first movie again, and I would watch the first movie looking for Michael J. Fox hiding around the corner, like him from the future coming back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That was some crazy. I love well, the way too. they structured those movies was really nice. And yeah. for me, this was a well done, enjoyable, nothing wrong with it movie that didn't make my top forty, much less my top twenty. I mean, I never even considered Bash Brothers. Never even considered putting it in my top twenty. Yeah, I'm with you. It wasn't in my top twenty either. I, just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's perfectly right. fine. Yeah, just not. One of my personal favorites. I, I'm with you, Jim, which makes a lot of sense. I'm with uh, Jim and Bill. I like the movie a lot. I like all three of the movies a lot, actually. Just uh, not nearly enough to put it on this list. Awesome. See, I've never Number sat nine. Through... I'm sorry, Bill. The no, Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Yes. I've met them. Yeah. Takes us a while to get any traction. I'll give you that one. But let's do a head count here. Your brother... The demigod, a super soldier, a living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. Not a great plan. That sounds so Kirk. <clears throat> Greatest superhero. Not a great movie plan. Ever. I, I felt like a a bit of a dummy for. Not having this in my top twenty, you and know, it's 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 still pretty new. I mean, but in my book, I mean, not knowing what Age of Ultron's going to be, we're on the cusp of like Brad eating a taco. You wow. some more paper, please. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. I was eating a breakfast sandwich, a um, taco sandwich, taco sandwich. But I, I still contend it's the greatest superhero movie ever made. I mean, it's just it it's just a, it, fires on every level, and it's a dream come true. We've yes, seen all yes. those heroes. At I, one moment, that's the perfect way to describe yeah, this. Yeah. Is a dream come true? You see Iron Man by himself. You see Cap by himself. You see Thor by himself. What do you want? You want to see them all together? Well, we've been waiting uh, since the dawn of time for a perfect comic book brought to life, and we finally got it. Yeah. And this is one of those that I wanted. To, it was probably like number twenty-one or twenty-two on my list. If we'd done a top twenty-five, would have been there. Yeah. Top twenty didn't quite make it. I still that that is. This is probably my biggest regret. There may be one other movie, but this is my biggest regret is, is you didn't make my, my personal top 20 list. The great thing about Avengers 2 is it should have been a failure on so many levels, just structurally, yes. getting everybody on there and getting it to work. Even with Joss Whedon, even with Marvel behind it, it should have failed in so many places. And that it's not just not a failure, but it's an awesome, fun movie is why it is number seven on my list. Well, I love it. I, I disagree respectfully that it, it that it should have or could have failed easily. I just think that they laid such a strong foundation. You know, That's the only uh, leading up to this movie, no, I agree with it Jordan. Was... It could have gone, it could have gone wrong a lot of ways without 
without the kind of like snappy script that Whedon brought to the table and the kind yeah. of direction and everything. Yes, it but could have it could have floundered and, and crashed and burned, even with all the other Marvel movie, you know, universe building they had before it, you know? Yes, but we did know that Whedon was writing the script, and so we did know that we were gonna get his expertise. And so there's no reason to think that it was going to be anything but what it was. I mean I I went into that movie with insane expectations and walked out thinking, wow, expectations met. And added out the dead space. <laughs> I, was gonna say, uh, I was trying to think of something we were, to say. But yeah, we were looking at time. So it's right on, right we have on eight time. movies left. Um, a couple of them. The top five, we could sit there and talk for 20 minutes on each one. But let's. Uh, I hate to be the guy that says we need to get through this, but, you know. We need to get through it. I got to leave in 45 minutes. Well, so. I, I know how we could be uh, about a minute and a half further down the line. How's that? If you had just gone to the next movie. Sorry. <laughs> This from the guy who's, who takes half an hour explaining how to make tea. Like, I just One did. quick three. I uh, hit the wrong button. Here we go. Number eight, Pulp Fiction. And you know what they call uh, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? I mean, they got the metric system. They wouldn't know what the f- a quarter pounder is. <laughs> what do they call it? They call it the uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. What do they call a Big Mac? Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Le Big Mac. Le Big Mac. <laughs> what do they call a Whopper? I don't know. I didn't go on a Burger King. <laughs> now, isn't this the movie that resurrected John Travolta's movie career? Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. So. I'm the, not a uh, fan of this movie. I'm just going to say it up front. I didn't care for this movie. I'm shocked, offended, and hurt that it's as high it is as it is on the list. That's the last I'll say about this movie. You guys have fun talking about it. The the story structure is what makes this movie so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Is the way the story is told. It it's from the inside out, and the first time people see it, and it's still a very linear story, but it's fun to watch. Well, every single character in this movie is fascinating. I mean, just the the you you get they just just uh, do such a good job of just drawing you into every person's story. That you just you've got to find out where it goes. It's, it's it's a great movie. It didn't come close to my top ten either. And again, it's a shame. It deserved it. It was high on your list, Jordan. It is number six on my list. Uh, I think I've already mentioned I'm a huge Tarantino fan. This movie is so much fun. I've watched it more than most other movies I've seen. And the structure is great. Uh, all the acting is great. And I'd say it resurrected or reinvigorated more than just Travolta's career as well. There was a sure. few people in this movie who either got their start or got a, a big kick in the pants from it. But uh, absolutely fantastic film. It was uh, third on John's list. So he thought very highly of it as well. Which reminds me, I'm going to uh, text our friend John and let him know where we are in the list. Maybe he can join it. He wanted to join us again near the end of the list, Jordan. So... Uh, who else has anything to say about number eight? Let's move on to number seven, then. Number seven, Blade Runner. Do you like our owl? It's artificial. Of course it is. Must be expensive. Very. I'm Rachel. Deckard. Is that, is that Sean Young? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
It seems you feel our work is not a benefit to the public. Replicants are like any other machine. They're either a benefit or a hazard. If they're a benefit, it's not my problem. When I think of Sean Young, I think of Ray Finkel. Laces out. Yeah, from uh, Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked this movie. I think I've seen it one time. Oh, I've seen it a ton. Uh, I watched it a bunch of times. Yeah, I can't count the number of times I watched it on videotape back in the eighties. I've uh, I've seen it. I saw it fairly recently, probably <laughs> a couple of years ago. And uh, man, it is to me, it is dated. Really? Music, the way it looks. There's something about it that takes me out of the movie. Um, at when I first saw it, I loved it, and I thought it was like, "Whoa, check this out!" and and now it just it doesn't hold up for me. <laughs> for uh, from a visual standpoint, story's great, story's good. We're good on the story. Visually, I struggle with it. I that's interesting. I've I've never had that uh, that thought yeah, looking at a, a Ridley Scott. Yeah, nor have I. I mean, it's it's freaking Ridley Scott. You had me at Ridley Scott. We went and saw Legend simply because it was directed by Ridley Scott. And that movie had Tom Cruise in it. So that tells me about hey, the level to Ridley Prometheus Scott. Because, oh, Ooh. <laughs> well, oh, and, and hey, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> and, just, and, re, and just very quickly, uh, Ridley Scott also did Alien, yes. which I think holds up visually. Dear God, yes. So, for anybody that maybe has that, that same thought, go see the final cut, Blade Runner, the final cut. Um, it looks unbelievable it, fantastic they they cleaned up a lot of deficiencies they reshot things so it it maintained continuity a lot better uh the print looks absolutely gorgeous it looks like the movie was filmed yesterday yeah, i don't think i've ever seen a, a version besides the theatrical release i oh, wow. i remember hearing uh, a lot of uh the director's cut that came out a few years after that were yeah they took you know, out they, the narration yeah they took out the narration yeah. and they uh they they took off the uh the the happy ending didn't they yes yeah Russell made me buy the uh, re-release. It might have been the final cut. Yeah. It, it's yeah. this one thing that has like five different yes. versions on it. You? Yes. He made me. He forced me <laughs> at gunpoint uh, to buy it uh, virtually through the internet. And uh, it's still on my shelf. I haven't watched it, Russ. Yeah. But I will, I promise. <clears throat> Jordan? You bring that over. We'll watch that right after we do The Incredibles. We'll have a marathon. Uh, po- uh, Pulp Fiction. Blade Runner is one of those movies that I don't like. And for most movies that I don't like that other people love, I can at least go, oh, I totally get why you love this. I just don't. And for me, granted, I've only seen the movie once, but I don't even understand what people love about the movie. Maybe it's just a you had to be there at that time type of thing. But it's it's pretty, but it just doesn't do anything for me. Well, it was one of the most beautiful sci-fi, hard sci-fi type movies that had ever come out, certainly at the point it came out. Nowadays, the problem is that there is so much has been spawned because of the foundation that Blade Runner built. You know, so many, you know, the the look of so many science fiction worlds and just the way the script operates and stuff. There's That movie has been homaged or stolen or borrowed from you know, a billion times in the last uh, 30 years now. And so if you'd seen it when it came out, there was nothing like it. You know, you had Star Trek, you had Battlestar Galactica, you had Forbidden Planet, you had Lost in Space, um, but you didn't really have, you know, you had Disney's The Black Hole, but you didn't have anything that took it that seriously and spent that much money on making it look just gorgeous. Don't be I, I don't think about that. Now. 
I'm not. I'm not. I was there. I was in the theater. I was an early adopter of the black hole. Number six, The Godfather. Please, Michael, tell me. My darling, until I saw you. Well, when Johnny was first starting out, he was signed to this personal service contract with a big band leader. And as his career got better and better, he wanted to get out of it. Now, Johnny is my father's godson. And my father went to see this band leader. And he offered him $10,000 to let Johnny go. But the band leader said no. So the next day, my father went to see him, only this time with Luca Brazzi. And within an hour, he signed a release for a certified check of $1,000. My father made him an offer he couldn't refuse. What was that? Luca Brazzi held a gun to his head, and my father assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on the contract. That's a true story. Never seen it. Oh. Uh, One of the greats. I've seen it two or three times. Um, Probably been about ten years between each viewing. It's uh, it is I like an homage to uh, a gangsters. You know, it is just it is subtle and powerful at the same time. It is the gangster movie. Yeah, yeah. It is like the gangster movie. And there's no Scorsese. Scorsese, excuse me, freaking Jordan. Uh, I wasn't gonna. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Mike off. Uh, the yeah, without what uh, Coppola and uh, Puzo laid down, you didn't get what we've gotten the rest of our lives. Again, this is another example of a movie that sets a foundation that is copied over and over again. Is this better than the sequel? Then because I know Godfather uh, Two is highly regarded. A lot of yeah. people consider Godfather Two to be a better movie than The Godfather. I think it's A and B. And it's, they have combined the movies too to make one super movie. Yeah, where uh, because Godfather Two is a parts of a, a prequel, and people have cut, it has been cut together to where the prequel really? part they did is it thrown together. when they put it on TV originally back in the I guess the probably late seventies early eighties they did. Um, because of the they had to make cuts for violence and language and things like that and do thing and move it around. They did like a five part. Um, or four-part TV thing, and they cut it chronologically. Uh, and it's only... It, I think they've only shown it on TV once or twice that way. Uh, and it's really fantastic to see it that way, to see all of it chronologically. Uh, because one of the things, if you have a criticism of The Godfather 2, the way it bounces back and forth between the present and the past, uh, it, it can disjoint the story just a little bit. But uh, just, to sh- just to show what an impact Godfather 2 has, uh, John didn't have The Godfather on his list, but he had Godfather 2 as number 11, Wow, uh, and Donnie Salvo had Godfather Two as number two, uh, but did not wow. have Godfather One on his list, um, and I had it as number four. Godfather Two, Godfather One, <clears throat> this one to me, it's just it, it's the best movie Coppola ever made. It, it's it's just a crowning achievement in film. I mean, I just I love every every minute of that, and I I, I really enjoy the second one too, but. Uh, it's just not enough to crack it into my top 20. Well, The Godfather 2, it, it gave you that whole flashback idea, which is probably sure. not the first time it's done movies. But, um, you know, again, they're 
the structure of Lost is not there without something like Godfather 2 preceding it. So it, it has far-reaching tendrils and fingers and stuff. So I'm trying You're to saying say. lo- the way Lost was constructed was maybe? The way you had uh, the, the backstory you know, told as asides uh, as being you know, as important as the, the, the main story itself. Mm-hmm. It's, go, not go, a, Jim. it's not a direct... Mm? It's not a... Uh, it didn't affect... It didn't influence Lost directly. It's just no. the concept of, of maybe telling a story that way. Or telling, telling two stories at the same time. Yeah. You know, one being flashbacks, you know, being not just an aside, but being a critically important part of the structure of the story. And two had the had to struggle because um, Brando didn't want to come back. So I don't know if that affected. Well, I mean, they the, used De Niro as the younger, yeah, uh, as the as the younger counterpart, and a lot of that stuff they filmed at the same time they filmed The Godfather One. So it was just really a kind of an odd odd situation when they put it all together. Now, okay, so when who started that idea? Because Coppola filmed both Godfathers at the same time. Uh, we know that uh, uh, Donner filmed the first two Superman movies at the same time. And then, of course, you know, Peter Jackson, you know, made that process famous by shooting basically all three of the uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies at the same time. So did Coppola kind of invent that formula, or, or where did that start? Well, I don't think he filmed both movies together. I think it the, some of the flashback stuff he filmed at the same time he did the first Godfather, and then when he okay. realized it was going to be too long and it wasn't going to work, they shunted it over to the second movie. And this movie had production issues, too. I mean, Coppola famously was followed by what would have been his replacement for a while because the studios were just not... No, that was uh, Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now? Yeah, okay. this one was fine. Yeah, Apocalypse Now was a nightmare. Okay. Jordan, you ever see this? I am with you, Brad. It is firmly on my wall of shame of very famous and well-regarded movies I have not ever seen. It has been sitting on that list for a long time, but it's just so daunting with... All three movies, and yes, I know you only really need to see the first two, but I'll get to it one day. I'll, I'll go a step further. Don't see the third movie, okay? Just <laughs> pretend it doesn't exist. I'm a completist, Bill. I've got to do it. All right, well, just got to put myself through it. Remember my wise words when you're sitting through <laughs> Godfather it's just, Three. It's just Sophie Co- uh, Coppola that ruins it. That's all. That's uh, I just, yeah, it just, it, it feels, it feels like a retread. It feels like a, uh, you know, they wrote. They wrote three scripts for Godfather movies, and you know the third one. They said, "No, nah, this script it's kind of weak, so let's shoot the other two scripts first, and then the studio comes back and says, you got to make another one.'" Well, I got this script over here. It's not really that great, but uh, we'll shoot it. All right, green light. Let us welcome Johnny M back to the program. Hi, fellas. Hey, whoa. Can you? Pull- I have a real. Uh, I have a real honey job with you guys. I I bring it in with number twenty, and then I bounce back in. Can you? Take the micro. Big stuff. Can you take your phone out of your mouth, maybe? Mm, it's not in my mouth. Uh, I am in a car, so I apologize. Is it any better? Yeah, that's a little better if you just hold it away from you. From you. It's, hey, it's honk nice your horn. a little bit. No, don't honk your horn. Honk your horn. Honk your horn. I, I'm with Frank. John, you joined us right in time to go into maybe. the next movie, which is number five, Alien. Final report of the commercial starship Nostromo. Third officer reporting. The other members of the crew 
Kane, Lambert, Parker, Brett, Ash, and Captain Dallas are dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. Whoops. With a little luck, the network will yeah. pick me up. <laughs> this is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off. Come here, cat. This was number seven on my list. It's kind of interesting. Um, I my top five is all just about the same as the the main top five, except Alien was number seven on my list and not number five. Made six I actually lists. have aliens. I actually have aliens ahead of Alien, but that's just my action oriented. Me too, John. It's it's the same way, but um, this movie's this movie. Okay, here it is. Is it sci-fi or is it horror or is it both? I think it's both. both. It's absolutely yeah, both. both. Absolutely both. I remember when this movie came out, my mom, I was, let's see, it came out in 79. 79. I was uh, 10 years old. My mother would not let me see it. What was it rated? R. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, but time. her sister, my Aunt Phil, for some reason had the Alan Dean Foster novelization on her bookshelf. So we I read would, that, too. Yeah, <laughs> we would see her twice a year, and every time I go over there for the next several years, I would sneak a peek at that novel, and I would read bits and pieces of it, and I became fascinated with it. I never saw Alien before I saw Aliens. So I saw Aliens first, but I made my mom tell me the story of Alien. Wow. Now yeah, the, that's um, crazy. Now, you read. You said you read the novelization. Was it a novel before it was a movie, or it was, was it novelization no, no, of no, the no, movie? No. Novelization of the movie. Yeah. That was the first radar movie I ever saw. My uh, dad took me to go see me it too. at a drive-in theater on the south edge of Norman back when we still had those. We were on the front row watching it on a incredibly clear, starry night. And I'll never forget this. I was uh, 79. I was 11 when the movie came out. We're sitting there in the front row watching the movie, kind of looking up at the screen. And the star field was whenever they, they took just an exterior shot of the ship right. floating through space, it really looked like the entire sky was That's freaking awesome. Because yeah. the screen just melted off into the sky behind awesome. it. And it was just an amazing experience. And... Uh, I've I've loved that movie like a child since then. I, I just it it broke my heart not to put that movie on my top twenty. I, I went know. with my Aliens is on my top twenty, and it was almost literally flip a coin. I think Alien is a better movie. Again, I just I worship Ridley Scott at least up until he did uh, Gladiator and you know, so whatever. But uh, but at the time, man, if it was Ridley Scott, if it had, that that was a stamp of approval for me, uh, at least following that movie. Uh, obviously, I'd never seen Ridley Scott movies before that, but uh, wow! Um, again, there's nothing I would do differently in that movie. I just I have no constructive criticism for Ridley. The great that. part is that you you never see anything like for the first forty five minutes. Yeah, there's no hint of the alien whatsoever. Right, it's just amazing. Yeah, that it, that forty five minutes of nothing could hold my attention. Yeah, I mean that's an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot like the uh, the Avengers. It's uh, here's your character development, and then uh, bang, the action starts. And it's not it's not nothing. It's the um, it's just the absence of right. the visual, right? Uh, yeah, and which makes it worse. I mean, I almost like that movie. I can watch the first half hour of that movie over and over and over and over again. And I don't mind the the bits where Alien is chasing them around the ship, and they're telling Dallas get out of there, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, uh, the the build up 
to the start of that, you know, the, the finding the planet, finding the, the pilot, you know, John Hurt, his stomach starts getting upset at dinner. I mean, just amazing scenes. The first uh, time I saw it was during the day, and it scared me. Well, and I think the, the part of that movie that, that wigged me out the worst when we saw it, again, the, the first time we saw it, being 11 years old, never having experienced a movie like that before, uh, for some reason, the, the part that sticks out most to me is uh, uh, who's who played the android? Uh, Ian Holm? Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Uh, Ian Holm. Bilbo him, Baggins. Him sitting there with his head on a on a plate, basically, and oh, yeah. little white jiggly wires uh-huh. sticking out the bottom of it, and he's basically telling him, you people are screwed. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, to this day, that, that still, that makes me want to go watch it right now. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, awesome. it definitely was, it was a little lower on my list, but it, it definitely had to make it. I mean, just visually, the whole HR Giger thing, uh, it's just, just fantastic. And it was, again, for me, it was a hard choice between putting Alien or Aliens on this list. And unfortunately, uh, Ridley Scott beat out, uh, um, uh, B-Doc, John Cam- or Jim Cameron. This is a tough one. Um, did uh, any of you guys put silly rules on yourself? I, I didn't really. No, I didn't really create any rules, you know, uh, to do this list. But I did feel that there were so many movies that I wanted to get on there that I just didn't think to myself, okay, let's put I don't know two Alien movies or two Bond movies or two Star Trek movies. Or no, I didn't do anything. With that. So in general, I kind of said, you know, if I feel that strongly, I'll do it, but. I decided to go with you know kind of one movie or the other, which made my decision uh, tough. Anybody else on Alien? I like the movie. I don't know that I'd say I love it, so it's not on my list. But I definitely like it and would watch it again. Well, I like you, but I don't think I love you. So you know, <laughs> well, well, I totally understand. I totally understand what you're saying. It would make our podcasting relationship very number odd. four. Jaws. You heard him. Slow ahead. Slow ahead. I can go slow ahead. Come on down and chump some of this shit. That line was ad-libbed by Roy Scheider. Is it really? Yeah. Yes. My favorite scene in Jaws was when they were comparing injuries. Yeah. And was it Richard Dreyfuss that pulled his shirt open and pointed at his heart and talked and said some girl's name like, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the broken heart. Broke heart that was yeah. that was a good uh, good scene. Mine yeah. is the the USS Indianapolis speech. Yes. Jaws speech with that, which was just phenomenal. That they just, I think it was all one take. Like mm-hmm. that whole thing was just one take. Movie gave me nightmares. Yeah, it, it didn't scare me at all. But um, I, I will say this: so this movie is is um, so this is our number. This is number four, and it was on one, two. This is on seven lists, um, and if it was on your list, it was it was typically pretty high. Frank, you, it was lowest on yours. It was twentieth on yours. Uh, but Jim, you ranked it fourth. I ranked it fifth. John ranked it sixth. Sean Pryor ranked it fifth. Donnie ranked it tenth. So uh, this is one of those. If it made the list, it was. It's in the upper echelon. Uh, and just this last summer, I got to see the cleaned up, digitized, uh, remastered version. Oh yeah. Uh, before it was released to Blu-ray, this movie totally holds up in every way. I Absolutely. mean, it is in no way dated. 
it, it worked just as well for me as the very first time I saw this movie, I was living, I think I was eight years old and we were living in Alaska and it was like January. Um, my dad worked on the Alaskan pipeline for a while and we watched it in the, like the rec center of our little company town in January in Alaska. And it still scared the crap out of me. And I wasn't anywhere near an ocean I could swim in. So <laughs> a couple, um, sum a couple summers ago, they, there was a, like a movie, um, they were showing older movies here at a theater and they showed Jaws and the house was packed and it was just mm -hmm. a lot of fun to watch it with a group of people like that. Yeah, Again. Definitely, yeah it definitely was. John? I like to I like to equate Jaws to an English muffin. <laughs> uh, I mm. probably don't seek it out enough. <laughs> but, but when I do, it's so delicious. <laughs> and, I, and I wonder why I haven't been you know, doing it more. It's perfect. It's great. I mean, there's nothing. That's fun. I don't think I've ever. There's nothing to change. That's the first time I've ever heard anybody make that comparison. <laughs> awesome. Another great movie I've got no qualms with that didn't come near my top 20. Now, the top three. Do you guys see what the top three is? Um, I, know I closed you, my list. Did you close your list? Yeah. Yeah. Frank, you know what the top three are. Yeah. Yeah, I know what they are. Um, these, to me, it's not surprising. No, no, not at all. Not at all. The next one uh, was your number one, mm -hmm. my number one. My number one. Was it your number one? Yeah. Who else is? Let's see. It was my number three. Number three? After the other two, they end up being one and two on the main list. Okay. It was Brad's number one, my number one, uh, Frank's number one. Yeah, Jim had it number two. Donnie had it number five. Um, my buddy Glenn, who filled in for Ken, uh, had it number three. Okay. And we are talking about yeah, I was at number, number four. three, Star Wars. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side. You don't believe in the Force, do you? Kid, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. There's no mystical energy field that controls my destiny. All a lot of simple tricks and nonsense. I suggest you try it again. I suggest you had me a tissue. Now, who are everybody in this room who is quoting along with that as it, as that clip played? Raise your hand. <laughs> uh, we're all raising our hands. A lot of hands yes, in the air. Because I know I did. So, real quick, this movie um, was on seven lists, and it had the highest average score. So this movie Wait had an average score of eighteen point five seven. So. It was within the top three on pretty much everybody's list on an average. You're telling so, me that movie failed to make over half of our respondents' top 20 lists? It wasn't on my list. Yeah, it wasn't on John's, yeah. Wow. It wasn't on mine either, and for a very right. simple reason, Empire already was. <laughs> so you, you, you restricted yourself to that, to that rule that we were talking about earlier. Not really. It was more of just I was only had a few slots left, and I only really wanted to put one Star Wars movie. I didn't want to put like multiple things from multiple yeah, movies so, from a single series. So, so basically, you restricted yourself to that rule, which is what I just said. <laughs> not you officially. Yes, but yes, you did. You can't not really yourself out of this one. That's exactly what you did, and that's fine. But you know, I think you didn't stick to the letter of the list, and that you know that's fine. Hey, what? Yeah, tell him put that whippersnapper in his place. This is what I'm saying. It was favorite. It was favorite. Multiple movies from the same directors on there, but I still did that. So even though I made rules, I didn't follow them. That's the problem with today's generation. We make up our own rules. Don't care. Exactly. Yeah. 
But this movie for me, and notice it is not listed as a New Hope. It is listed as Star Wars, as Yay, it should be. Yay. Um, to me, when I think of this list, automatically, without question, without thought, this movie pops in at number one, and it has since the day it came out. Um, yes. It. I hate to get all wishy-washy or whatever, but for a movie to You can really... cry. It's okay. No, I'm not going to cry. Uh <laughs> For a movie to really just kind of change, change your outlook on life, to change the way you see movies, to change the way, you know, it affected my childhood in a very, very big way. I mean, my brother and I collected all the toys. You know, I watched and chewed up every everything related to Star Wars that I possibly could. Documentaries, books, movies, you know, newspaper articles, you know, comic books, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, and here we are almost you know 40 years later and and it's it's still you know from a from a geek life perspective it still occupies a lot of my a, a lot well, of my time i've never shared this with any of you guys but in my my free time i'm a bounty hunter wow, <laughs> wow. I, I, that's know, why you wear that helmet yeah towels don't count yeah i don't uh <laughs> nice one jim. i don't share it. what did jim say the bounty paper towels don't count <laughs> oh dang it how'd you know i was on the hunt for bounty paper towels <laughs> Because they're the quicker picker upper. John, I'm I'm very disappointed in you, my friend. Well, I'm disappointed in all of you. Uh, no, I'm not. Here's my here's my thing. Um, and this is bad, and to be a geek podcaster and and say any of this, not at all. But uh, I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna hang up. Um, <laughs> I think the worst part of the Star Wars universe is the movie. <laughs> no, I, I I love I love the world they built. I love the characters. I think the expanded universe is awesome. I followed the prequels just to find out like what they were going to do and canon and everything. Um and Empire this is all my opinion of course. Empire I think deserves whatever we give it. I think it's an awesome movie. It went dark and it's written very well and it all works and the cliffhanger love it um but i don't think for me star wars doesn't hold up at all uh wow like i get the nostalgia and i loved it for a long time but i can't watch some parts now like without giggling (laughs) and for some people that's really cool like that's part of the nostalgia and the whole uh experience of it i just can't to me Star Wars is like, it doesn't hold up now. Empire's great. Uh, Jedi is not a good movie. The prequels are not good movies. It's, it's, it's kind of a weird feeling because I loved it up until like age 16. And then I kind of like left the whole geek stuff for a long time. And when I came back, I couldn't get back into it. It just doesn't, it doesn't hold up for me. I'm sorry to say. That's fair. That's fair enough. Uh, there was I, one. What's the line that Luke says about the power converters? That when I, I was going to go to Tashi Station pick up power converters. <laughs> yeah, when I went back, I guess I went back to the theater for the re-releases. Not the oh no, they never did. Did they do those in three D? Yeah, they didn't do those. The original. No, in 90, they, they had no, the no. extended release. Yeah, ninety-seven. They put them all out as the special right, edition. Right. Special and, edition. Yeah. And the whole theater kind of like laughed, and it wasn't like a good laugh for me. It was like, <laughs> man, that was really bad. 
Um, so I don't know. So that's just where I'm at. Like, I love it. I have like a Yoda collection on my computer desk of all different, like, I just, I love the universe, but I just don't love the movies anymore. Okay. That's so there. That's fine. It's weird, but it's fine. Yeah, I agree, sure. Brad. That's weird. <laughs> well, it, we can't get a, It's too close to us, Brad. We can't I know. separate it. We can't see the forest for the trees. I don't. Ag- is so I may not agree with you, but I respect you. Do you think? And, and I'm going off topic. I'm going to stop because I know Empire's coming up. I'm sure. Spoiler alert. And uh, we're not talking about the other movies, but like, do you guys like acknowledge, or I shouldn't say it that way? Do you guys agree that like Jedi and the three prequels are not good movies? No. Yeah, I do. I mean, compared to all six, I mean, uh, order of goodness would be empire star wars and then take your pick uh from there on but yeah, yeah the, the, the other four are not my favorite and i totally get it like i like movies like i'm into a few franchises and everybody hates half the movies in them like i, I totally get it for some reason like the, the star wars mystique just didn't hold me for uh, through my adult you know life you know, a lot of people have problems with Jedi, but I really don't. I, I don't have the hate for a lot of fanboys do. I enjoy it, but it is definitely the, the lesser of the three movies. Sure, sure. John, do you need to go now? Uh, I would love to stay, but I do need to go. I just want to say my number one movie is Rocky, and uh, I guess we're not going to be talking about that. But nope, no surprise. That'll that'll be on the on the LOD specific show. So we'll, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll definitely talk about our our individual uh, list. All right, John, have a good day, man. Thanks, man. Have- guys bye take care buddy all right we got two more to go we're gonna make it and i'm i'm still i'm still okay so let's do this okay number two raiders of the lost ark look at this it's worthless ten dollars from a vendor in the street but i take it and bury it in the sand for a thousand years it becomes priceless like the ark men will kill for it Men like you and me. What about your boss, your Fuhrer? I thought he was waiting to take possession. All in good time. When I'm finished with it. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. And it's within my reach. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. I've got nothing better for you. Come back home now! Next time, Indiana Jones, it'll take more than children to save you. I'm surprised you didn't pick bad dates. <laughs> I guess because that clip just had the arc mentioned in it, and yeah, it just yeah. kind of epitomizes what the goal of that movie was yeah. uh, and that just really just stands out to to me uh it it's essentially a superhero movie you know indiana jones can do some amazing things and uh, he's batman he's, yeah he's batman yeah without the mask and um and he's also the luckiest man in the world cuz half the time yeah <laughs> it was pure luck that got him out of situation this yeah. was number 10 on my list so this one made eight lists out of 16 so half the half of everybody put it on their list uh, and for a long time, when I started first collating lists, this was in first place by a l- wide margin, uh, and it didn't really narrow until I got the last few entries. 
Jordan? Uh, it's a movie I really, really enjoy. I'd say it's maybe in the second top 20, but it's not on my first top 20. I absolutely love the movie, though. You didn't ever, You never saw it in the theater, did you? Uh, no, I don't think I caught any of the re-releases. Yeah. Man, I'm seeing that, seeing that big boulder yeah. chasing him <laughs> on yeah. the big screen. You know, how old were we? This was 1981. 81. I was what? I was 11 years old, man. And just like, it was right up the alley. It was just the boulder alley. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make a bowling out. That didn't work oh, too well. No, it doesn't. All right. Jim, what about this, man? Probably, you know, the perfect action movie. I mean, I remember before it came out, we knew, like, almost nothing about it. Yeah. Um, it had Han that, Solo. Uh, Luke, <laughs> yeah. It had Harrison Ford. It had Spielberg. It had Lucas and Lawrence Kasdan all working together. And it was a tribute to the Pulps. And that's all we knew about it going in until the first trailer came out. And uh, I mean, what a contrast to now when we know everything about everything before a movie comes out. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, I remember at the time being really mad because it was taking George Lucas away from finishing his Star Wars movies. <laughs> I know. You know I, I'm like, why is he working on this other movie? He needs to be making a new Star Wars. Yeah. Every time but they re-release this movie. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time they re-release this movie at the theater, me and my brother went to see it. Like, yeah. and this was at a time when they would do that a lot, like annually almost for these big temple movies. They would re-release them for a limited run and we would see it. I, I've probably seen this movie in the theater probably five or six times easy and i've seen it since i i couldn't even count the thing that when, when the blu-ray came out they released it then too and i got to yeah. see it on the big screen oh, that was great. yeah we went and saw it at the uh, the imax theater down here when it got re-released uh just what a year yeah. ago yeah the thing oh, that awesome. stands out for me most is how easy it was for me to separate han solo from indiana oh, yeah. jones yeah like i can't think of many people who have played more than one character that i can <laughs> separate them as easily as I can in Harrison Ford's two characters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, obviously when the movie started, I'm like, ah, that's that's Han Solo. And then after a while, I'm like, is it Han Solo? And then by the end of the movie, I'm like, that's not Han Solo. That's, like, a totally different guy. I was just amazed that he could do what he did, you know, and, and I was happy with it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could argue that this is the same character, too, as as Han Solo and Indiana Jones. I mean, they both kind of have the same values but pretty much. But, well, maybe not. But, you know, they, they get the job done. They're just tough guys. They're both and, scoundrels. Yeah, they're both yeah. scoundrels. And, I don't know what you know, happened to our Skype connection, but we can hear you guys, but you're you're a little muffled. Don't change what you're doing, but I just wanted to let you know when you listen to the show, you might sound a little different, but uh, we're still good. Anybody else on this one? Hey, you want uh, something that will uh, bring it out just a little tiny bit? Harrison Ford was younger than we are now when he did uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's La uh, by a few years. That's a bit. Yes. So are we? Are we at the end? Are, is this? This uh, we are. Uh, if anybody right. doesn't have anything else to say about Raiders, uh, we're 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 at the end here. Uh, one of the greatest movies of all time. Is yeah. that good? Sure. Sure. Do you need to? Do you need to do or say anything before we get to number one? How many? How many? Give us a little background. How many lists was this on? This so the Give number one stats. movie was uh, was on nine lists, um, and it, it, again, it once it kind of came into the end, it kind of pulled itself out. It it beat uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark by eleven points, so okay. it 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 tightened up a little bit there, but then then pulled ahead. All right, number one, and number one. 
my, my, what have we here? The Empire Strikes Back. I can't. It's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Touch me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And the powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. And binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the ship. You are the impossible. Number three on my list. Mine too. Number one on mine. Jim, you had number one. Yeah, it was number one. Oh uh, yeah, big time. Who my else? First, uh, my first uh, um, experience with spoilers too. I got the comic adaptation like a week before the movie came out. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and none of my friends would believe me that it was the movie. Yeah, I was because they thought it was another Marvel Star Wars comic. <laughs> wow. Who yeah. else had this as number one? Russ, do you have that information? That was it. Jim was the only one that had it number one. Um, wow. But just. Sean Pryor had it as number three. You had it as number three. I had it as number three. Um, my buddy Glenn had it as number four. Abe from Out Now with Aaron and Abe had it as number five. Jordan had it as number 17. Um, uh, and Brandon from the Ichabod Crane cast had it as number five. So just, I think, volume and momentum <laughs> mm -hmm. is what pushed this to number one. Uh, and I can't really argue with that. I mean, it, it's... You know, for me, th th that top three of, of Star Wars, Raiders, and Empire are almost interchangeable to some degree. I mean, granted, those were the ones that, you know, first come to mind without a doubt, but the margins are so narrow. I think the time period from 1980 to 1983 was the longest three years of my life. Yes, I agree. You know? I agree. Jordan, how did you feel when you saw this on the big screen when it special edition came out? I actually have never seen this oh, on the big Lord. screen. I saw A New Hope on the big screen when it was re-released in 97. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a that was a game-changing experience for me as a kid. But I've never actually seen Empire on the big screen. I actually saw the original trilogy out of order. I saw A New Hope, then Return, and then years later, Empire. But it remains my favorite. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, very quotable, rewatchable. Uh, the soundtrack is great. I just wanted to hum along with that clip we played before. Um, such a good movie. That explains a lot about you. The <laughs> fact that you saw the, the trilogy out of order. <laughs> uh, Bill's shaking his head. I know, I, I, Bill's SMHing. Yes. He's well, you can blame my parents loud. for that one. I didn't really have a choice. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, again, it, it's funny because I will probably regard this as the best Star Wars movie, but yet it's not my favorite movie of all time. If, the, if that, I mean, it sounds yeah. like. A bit of an oxymoron, but I, so much for, for Star Wars for me just changed. It changed the way movies are made. It changed the way that everything was done in movies. Um, and and everything that came after that was just, it came after that. 
and and Empire just had the benefit of having a solid director and a really solid screenplay and um, it, it just it just all congealed to get together to give probably the best Star Wars experience. My yeah. friend Todd Hartzell, he was on our show when we did the uh, Star Wars reviews back, and he joined us for Empire. Uh, to this day, he says the the Hoth battle with the walkers and the snow speeders yeah. it's his favorite battle scene action battle scene of all time in any movie hmm. to this day he'll say that more like colt yeah why do they call it hot <laughs> she call it colt <laughs> family guy yeah jim jim i believe jim dropped about uh, 90 seconds ago because oh, i no. heard a skype drop sound Oh, no. oh, I didn't hear that. Oh. Let me well, see if I can get Jim back on. He had it as number one, so I want to make sure we get his. Yeah, and I, uh, I would love to. Uh, I would love to say that I didn't impose rules on myself, but um, this movie deserved to be in my top twenty. It just wasn't. I feel bad about that. I really do. Well, it made it number one, so it, does yeah, it make I, you feel I, better? No, to no know? argument what, <laughs> that's whatsoever. I mean, yeah. I, I don't have one solitary. Hint of an argument uh, about where this movie's placed. Yeah, ne- neither say, do I. And part of it was probably I kind of knew it was going to end up. You know, uh, you know, it's like voting in Texas. Like we know who Texas is going to vote for, so you know, I don't need to. <laughs> you know, not that I don't, but uh, but yeah, it was the same thing. It's like I know Empire Strikes Back is going to get its due, so you know, I can afford to put you know my own little flights of fancy on here if, if uh, need be. I uh, I it wasn't on my list because it's not a a favorite. It's just not. Sure. It's a great movie. I will watch it, but it's just when I think, what movies do I want to see? That movie did not come up. Well, and almost by any metrics you want to use, um, this should be in my top twenty. Um, if you want to use, you know, movies you've watched, you know, the most times, uh, movies you would take to a desert island, movies that are quotable, you know, uh, this is at the top of all of those. So. Um, I don't know. I, I, Star Wars is my number four movie, but then I had a comedy, a war movie, and uh, uh, and a uh, crime drama uh, as my top three. And uh, you know, again, I, I kind of wish this had been a top twenty-five list. Maybe I would have gotten those four or five movies that I've said. Sure, wish could have put it on the list. Yeah, maybe I would have. Um, but uh, I don't know. With me, I have no regrets about my list. But I'm glad you guys covered my butt on that one. Jordan, how about you? Use your microphone. Jordan, how about you? <laughs> I'm used to having a mic stand, so I keep putting my microphone down. Yeah, uh, well, what, what was your question specifically? Empire Strikes Back? Or yeah, movies just, uh, I wish I'd had on my list? Uh, yeah, well, where'd you have it on your list? Uh, for me, it was 17, and that's yeah. nothing against it. There's just, again, so many movies I wanted to put on the list and only 20 slots. Um, but it's it's my favorite of the Star Wars movies. Uh, for me, it's Star Wars. It's... Uh, Empire, Star Wars, and then actually Revenge. I go Revenge before Return um, for sentimental reasons, but just it's it's one of the few Star Wars movies I would choose to actually rewatch over and over again. I agree with whoever said it earlier that uh, it was John that I prefer the expanded universe to the movies in almost every regard. Um, but the exception for that would be uh, Empire and then Star Wars right behind it. You know, I think my third favorite Star Wars is actually Attack of the Clones. Really? See, that's my f- least favorite by far. And it's I realize that the acting is poor in it, but we get to see that last 
half of the movie, that last quarter of the movie with all the battles. Yeah. 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 So much fun. It makes up for the rest of the movie for me. So I always kind of put that as my third. I, I, I'm having trouble getting Jim back on on Skype. Maybe his internet went down or something. Luckily, we were able to hear him say, hey, it was number one on my list. Yeah. I'm sure when the Long Box of Doom does their thing, he'll be able to say what he needed to say about that movie. And uh, I regret not being able to get him back on. You think a John Deere cut through his fiber line? Something. I will. I will finish out with this. So, uh, as we've done this top twenty, we'll we'll go over more stats. I think uh, on other shows when we kind of uh, expand this out a little bit and talk about our own list. But the most popular actor in the top twenty was Samuel L. Jackson, and he was in six movies in the top twenty. Uh, and they were Jurassic Park, Jackie Brown, The Incredibles, Goodfellas, The Avengers. And uh, Pulp Fiction. Cool. Well, it is Sammy J we're talking about. Yeah, he was in nine movies on the list total, and I think that was second only to, uh, or for, I think the only second to him was like Harrison Ford, who was on like six. Mm. So, all right. So my biggest surprises of this whole list making process, I, I have two. Uh, number one, that only one movie, period, made more than half the list, and only two movies, period made half the list or more. Yeah. Other than that, every single movie on here, over half of us that responded did not put that movie, if it was ranked third or fourth overall, didn't make, you know, half of the top twenties. Um that was uh that was shocking to me. Yeah. Um what uh shocking uh surprises from you guys? You know, I I'm not so much nothing really kind of shocked me, I guess. I mean we're a diverse group. All of us, everyone on the on, on the network. So, I mean, especially when it comes to ages and stuff. I mean, let's talk ages. Who's the oldest? Who's the youngest on, on this? Jordan, are you the youngest? Pierce would be the youngest. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, unless somebody from out now um, or one of Aaron's other shows is younger than Pierce. But Pierce is two years younger than me. Um, but I th- So I think it's Pierce, myself, then Aaron, um, and, and his friends, and th- then you guys. Okay. Who's older, you or Jim? Uh, I'm 46. How old's Jim? I don't think he's. I think he's forty four, forty five. Okay. He just sounds outing everybody's <laughs> sounds age manly. Yeah. on the podcast. And uh, you're yeah, probably number. I'd, you I'd may be 46. number two in the list. Yeah, sh- you're not. You're not quite Frank. Up to Frank, right? I'm like hey, no, I'm, I'm like a month behind. Frank. Yeah, that's when you're yeah. very close. So, yeah. um, I really wish we could have gotten Jim back on. And Jim, when you're listening to this, I'm really sorry. Um, but uh, I. We're going to have to wrap it up because i got to get to work. So, Russell, thank you very, very much for all your hard work. Oh, and thank get, you guys. And yeah. getting this done. This was fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, Jordan. Thank yes, you, sir. Thank you for hopping on when you could. No doubt. Could. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thanks to John, obviously, and Jim. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, and are you uh, – Jordan, you guys have – have you talked about your personal top 20 list on your shows yet? Pierce and I actually made our list together and recorded it. That has not been released yet, okay. but for anybody okay. who knows our release schedule, it'll come out um, right before episode 60. It'll be the bonus episode that comes out before that on Jersey Shore. Ooh. And the Long Box of Doom is going to record sooner or later. Yeah, so yeah, probably probably a week or so after you hear this. Or maybe right around the time you hear this, actually. Uh, this will actually air a couple of weeks after yeah. we recorded yeah, it. Yeah, so it'll so. be very soon after that. All right. Jordan, we'll say goodbye to you now, and then we'll wrap up here. Well, have a great week, everybody. And I got to say, as always, I love Half Hour Wasted. I love all you guys. So uh, keep it up. Any right. uh, any uh, 
comments I make towards you directly are all in fun. I, I understand, sir. Okay. All right. Be good, Esquire. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Have a yeah, good yeah, one. Bye. Take it easy. All right. I was going to have Russ read the um, boiler. Oh, okay. Let me uh, let me fire up the. Um, Since he's our guest. Yeah. And I'm uh, and uh, Bill, I'm kind of speaking for you, but you're always welcome, right, Bill? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> you're always welcome here in Dallas. I mean, oh you always God, have a yes. place to stay. No, I, uh, absolutely. Bill's place or Frank my will place. tell me that I'm always welcome <laughs> to stay at Bill's house. Yeah, <laughs> yes. always welcome to come to Bill's house. You've got two and a half places you're more than welcome to stay at. Yeah. All right. You have been listening to a half hour wasted, par- proud member of the HHW LOD podcast network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD Podcast Network shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until next week, he's Bill, he's Brad, and he's Frank, and they will see you next time on A Half Hour Wasted. And he's Russ. I'm nice Russ. Nice job. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs>